Welcome to Echoes Down the Road, a podcast presented by the band West of House. My name is Eric, and today we're kicking off the first episode of our second season. Over the break, we recorded a new album called Drown the Wind, and in season two, we're going to break it down song by song. In this episode, Lance, Tommy, and I will be giving an overview on how the album came to be and how we came up with the name Drown the Wind. We're really glad you're back. Here we go. Is this thing on? Oh my God. You guys are still out there? Well, welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Echoes Down the Road. My name is Eric. And my name is Lance. This is Tommy. <laughs> right yes, off the bat. Is. You can't even introduce yourself right. I tell it always is. I just say we, this is we're Tommy. already in mid season form because you've done something stupid. What? Yeah. Literally all you have to say is my name is Tommy. And they came out as Look at Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> well, have, as you can see, folks, I have this is Echoes Sorry. Down the Road. Shut up, Tommy. This is Echoes Down the Road. It's me, Eric. We got Lance here. We got Tommy. We are three-fifths of the band West of House. If you don't know who West of House is, then I have no idea how you stumbled upon this podcast, but we are glad you did. (laughs) We are a rock band centrally based in Orange County, California, but our drummer is in Utah, currently sitting on a couch taking up space. We got a guitarist in Washington. I think his, no, his socks were on. Oh, God. Who? How old are you, dude? Those are the most dad <laughs> socks that I've ever seen in my life. I just got home from refing volleyball. These are the official high school volleyball socks in Utah. The official so. compression socks. Do they help with your gout? Oh, I don't have gout yet. I'm not that old. <laughs> it's I it's am, coming. because you're wearing the appropriate socks. I am Groot. I am Grout. Grout? So... <laughs> Like I said, if you're just joining us, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. All I can do is apologize that it's already gone off the rails. But this is the season two debut of Echoes Down the Road. Season one was a recap of our first album, Crescendo of Silence. We went over that. We went over all the songs. And uh, it turned out so well, well, hell, we decided to do season two of a podcast. And this season, we're going to be going over the songs on our newest album, which newest just released. Album. Yes, our newest album. We have a new album. Did you know that, Tommy? Woo. You kind of played on it. What? I I did? <laughs> Are you sure that was me? Or not the other drummer in Utah? Are you even paying attention? Stellar color commentary wow. there, Tommy. Yes, our newest album, Drown the Wind. It was released on September 3rd, 2021. So whenever you're hearing this, we don't know the date of that. So this first episode, we're just going to be talking about kind of the overview of that. But before we do that, you know, we need to do something uh, that longtime listeners will know what we're doing. If you listen to our podcast, then you know at the start of every podcast, we do something a little special. And today, it's going to go like this. That's amazing. That that was that was everything good. And so let's start it off with the uh, with the other little sound we do. Oh, that was nice. So that's we we actually have a jingle. Can you believe that? Wow. That was done by uh. Bobby Phillips. You may remember Bobby, and he will be joining us next week. Uh, but Bobby is the guy who mixes and masters all the music in West of House. He's basically our sixth member of the family. I feel sound at this point, ninja. he is the sound ninja. But what you just heard was me popping the cap on a wonderful libation here. And yeah, today, so what are you drinking there, Eric? Well, sir, today I'm drinking 120-minute IPA by Dogfish Head Brewery. So they are based in Delaware. Have any of you guys ever been to Delaware? I have not. No. I'm not either. I, I hear good things. I hear it's very beautiful. And if their beer is any indication from Dogfish, uh, it's got to be a glorious state. So this thing, I looked on the bottle. I didn't realize this, but it says, 
What you have here is the holy grail for hopheads. This beer is continually hopped over a 120-minute boil and then dry hopped for over a month. Enjoy now or age for a decade or so. So I picked it up in the store, but the bottle date on here is from September 13th, 2019. Wow. So somehow I found a beer in the store that was already two years old. That's pretty rare for IPAs. Yeah, it was just sitting there on the shelf. It was all lonesome. And I've had it before. It's wonderful. The ABV typically leans from 15 to 20%. It is no slouch. IBUs are around 120. So Woo. let me let me give it a little a little love here. This is it tastes like Jesus. This is good stuff. <laughs> All right. So shall we jump in, gentlemen? Shall Let's do shall this. we do what we are not paid to do? <laughs> yeah, we I wish. So if you guys listened to our last episode in season one, I think that was season one, episode 12. So we kind of gave a breakdown of all the things that were coming next. So maybe we should jump into those and, you know, kind of see how we did. What do you think? I think it's a great idea. All right. Where should we start, Lance? Well, we had a couple things as we wrapped things up. I think we teased everyone about a vinyl. We did. That, uh, Unfortunately, it hasn't come to fruition, but there's a good reason, actually. You no, know, I, I, there what, was a good reason, because I, I think when we recorded that episode, we kind of knew we were already working on stuff, which we'll get to. But I don't think we were going to jump in as hard as we ended up jumping in. So, you know, the spirit was willing to put out a vinyl. It was. Correct. But our, our musical flesh was weak. <laughs> so is our bank account to be to be fair yeah, and that's that's true those are expensive things yeah expensive things uh we also teased uh a solo album you know from yours truly and that did actually happen so on april 2nd 2021 uh under the project no sky can blind us i released a solo album called this is not for you and we played some clips uh from that at the last episode and and as a reminder to our listeners what was so unique about that project was it just a regular solo I wouldn't album? call it an album really oh, what would you call it why don't you tell me tell me some of your thoughts I think Tom. you did a solo piece you, you want a solo song you want to expand on that or I, I believe it's one song right that is album length right it, so it's, you did an album per se of, you did I, I an did. album it, of music it's, it's one song it's one song and it's 34 minutes. <laughs> uh, so but I, what's important to note is how long that took you to record. I yeah, I wrote and record all of it in the span of one month. And then uh, at the start of this year, 2021, Bobby got a hold of it and he did some Bobby magic to it. So his version uh, sounds much better than my demo version because my mixing and mastering is no bueno. Since it's a little related, why don't we play a little clip right now? There you go. That's just a little little teaser from This Is Not For You. It is available everywhere. Streaming music can be found. And, you know, we may do a bonus episode about that with me and Bobby. And I'm sure Lance will sit in because he never has anything to do. But that might be fun. Well, thanks for that little tidbit there, Eric, with your solo album. I think we did share that before, and I hope people do check that out. I think also that last episode, we did a little tease of what we believed was going to become our album, number two, and we titled that a Schmedley, which I think was bits and pieces of what we had recorded so far, but we definitely had a long road ahead of us. Yeah, the, the Schmedley was interesting. I, I revisited that this morning, 
and it was mostly demos from songs, uh, some that would make it to Drown the Wind, and a few songs that did not. Now, were those, all of them were Scratch, and we played the Scratch samples, I think. So nothing was truly polished. Actually, no, that's not true. Entwined and Oracle were completed. On the Schmedley, those are the, well, they're not the final, because we did put some more mastering on them. But those were the the dirty masters of Entwined and Oracle. All the recording was on, all the band members were on them. But then you had some songs like uh, uh, Early Morning Showdown, which didn't make it. That may see the light of day somewhere else. And what was the one West of Kansas? Was that what it was called? Uh, it was definitely Kansas was in there. Yes, yeah, something about but Kansas. early morning showdown. I don't even recall that title. That's impressive. that was the one. And you know what? I'll probably just steal it for a solo album in the future because no one played on it. It was like strings and tra- you know samples and the instrumental. Actually, I think it sounded like a Biggie song. And when I you know okay. do more with it, I probably won't rap. Maybe I'll bring in Tommy to drop some flow. But who knows what will happen to that one? It's interesting. It would not have fit on Drown the Wind. Pastor Man was on there too, and that would not have worked. Yeah, it's amazing how many songs we thought were great just didn't make the cut. Well, the song, they're still great. Which tells you how amazing this album number two is. I'm, I'm proud of it. I, I am too. I think we did a pretty good job. It tickles my plums. <laughs> <laughs> it's that good. I'm just being honest. All right, dude. I always am honest with my fans. Do we have a uh, have anything else that last episode? Well, I think we talked about season two of Echoes Down the Road. We did, and boy, we were way off, weren't we? Yeah, <laughs> this little album project kind of took us on another course. So so lest you guys think we lied, I think we started saying that season two was going to be topical and we were going to tackle a whole bunch of things and literally none of that's going to happen <laughs> because we finished the album too fast. And so if we had done a season two, then we'd be waiting to do this. Uh, season three was originally going to be the songs from the new album. And the dream of getting our second album done in one calendar year of the first album being released, I think just took precedent. And we will do a season three, and that will be what was season two. Yeah, because I'll swear before God and man right now, there will not be a third album within the next 364 days for (laughs) West of House. Yeah. Our friendships aren't that thick. (laughs) I I, I think the West of House well is dry in, in my soul right now. I have some other stuff planned. But, and that is not, none of that is a bad thing. None of that's like, I mean, we'll get into why we hate each other now and all that stuff. But let's segue. Actually, that segues into the next thing, why we hate Tommy. And, you know, how many days, Lance, were there between the release of Crescendo of Silence and Drown the Wind? 364. 364 freaking days. Because I got it in my head halfway through recording this stupid album that, hey, we should release two albums within one year. <laughs> yeah, like let's idea. do that. And, and we just barely made it. And not only that, Honestly. I mean, we'll talk, we'll talk about it at the end. But the album ended up being a surprise drop. We did not advertise it. We didn't really talk about it except for one post from Tommy that he made like back in, I don't know, May that I yelled at him for. <laughs> he was like, new West of House music coming this year. I'm like, damn it, Tommy. <laughs> We're not telling anyone. Yeah, but well, good I don't thing think is Tommy's noticed. only got three friends <laughs> on social media, so I don't think anyone saw it. No. But we do love Tommy, even though we hate yeah. him. We're even gonna fly out and visit you next month. That's right. That's true. And of course, by the time you hear this, it will all be over. But we are flying out because uh what's happening? Are, are we ba- are we bailing him out of jail? What are we doing? Well, we might we might be I'll doing be that as well. I'll be bailing you guys out of jail. That's also possible. <laughs> but we are going yeah, in out October for Tommy's wedding. Woo! So, congratulations, congratulations, Tommy! It's gonna be a the big time. He, he has found love. 
my uh, my cover band will be playing, and I'm going to make sure you guys get on stage, and we'll all do some Drown the Wind and some Crescendo of Silence for the people. And it, it'll probably be the biggest crowd we play for in a while, because it's going to be kind of silly, <laughs> big-wise. but <laughs> Because we've done so many gigs. Yeah. You know, as of, rec- as of recording, this band still has yet to all be in the same room together at the same time. It's never That's happened. True. Let alone play yeah. a, a song. But yeah, we are going to play some songs, and I got some ideas of what to play. And Tommy, we may even let you join us. Wow. That's true. You know, it's that sounds. I'll amazing. probably be feeling. I'll probably be feeling benevolent that day. Yeah, probably. I agree, because we'll be drowning ourselves in your open bar. <laughs> and Bobby will be Hey-o. driving, so it's all good. So let's talk a little bit about this, boys. Let's move into Drown the Wind. Why? Why a new album? Thoughts? Well, my memory tells me we just had so much material left over from the first album, and it seeded the purpose of continuing that voyage. And my God, even more beautiful gems came out of that process. That's what I remember. Yeah, I agree. I think we didn't finish what we had started with Crescendo Silence, even though what we had started was just Fallen. (laughs) So we went from Fallen to an album to a second album. And um, we, we just kind of were on a roll. And, and it just didn't seem quite ready to end. And not end end, but we just had more. And it was time to do it. You know, uh, yeah, you're exactly right, Tommy. I mean, well, we talk about the well and how the well might be dry now. But when we finished Crescendo, when did that release? That released September 4th, 2020. And by October, I was writing new stuff. And it was still, it felt like a continuation of Crescendo. Yeah. You know, it, it, we weren't rehashing it, but it was still going down that similar road where it, it needed to be done together, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like um, we didn't really get a chance to appreciate Crescendo so much because we kind of set it aside and started recording this other thing. And you know, when you do that, you don't really have time for a whole lot of other music. And so it's been nice since the finished product was done. Of course, we got to hear it before everybody else, but to go back and listen to Crescendo now with Drown the Wind in mind, it's, uh, it was, it, it's a nice uh, two-album thing, and uh, I believe there might be some reviewer that kind of led on to us ending crescendo down and starting drown the wind down like they were kind of meant to be together yeah you're exactly right a reviewer did catch on that and we'll jump into that more next week and but if you're listening and you want to try to figure it out so listen to the end of crescendo of silence and then listen to the beginning of Drown the Wind with the song Nothing Is But What Is Not and see if you can find the similarities there. Because there is a bridge. There is a bridge between those two albums. And I'm not going to reveal it right now. We'll, we'll reveal it next episode. But it was, it's pretty cool, I think. Maybe I'm being biased. But I think, I think the bridge between those two albums is turned out really cool. I agree with that one. Well, the whole project was cool. Does that mean album three well, let's, is going to start like album two ended? No, <laughs> no. When we ended Crescendo, I had Drown the Wind ideas flowing through my head. I do not have album three ideas flowing through my head. Vague ideas, you know, like uh, some overarching things. But I think there should be a cut between Drown the Wind and whatever we do next. And there will be a third album. Oh, whether you like it or not, <laughs> Westies, there will be a third album. But these two, these two, I don't know, book, I guess they're bookends. It's only two different things. So there's nothing in between them, maybe. But, you know, I've listened to the whole thing from yesterday's to Apropos, you know, both albums. And it flows, man. It really flows. It's like a, it's like a musical almost, you know, it just flows from one to the other. And there's, a cohesiveness, you know, of of sound and uh, lyrical themes that are in both albums, and they just 
they just work really well together. It's they're siblings, if you will. I gotta try that. I haven't. You haven't done, done that yet. The whole double, not the double straight through. You know, it's I, and we we kind of screwed it up because we released an EP in the middle of this too, and then That's we did true. a cover song, you know, to kind of wet your whistle so you guys didn't forget us. But those are in no way related to to these two albums because the cover song that was from churches. So that's a whole different monster. And then the only other song was uh, Irish goodbye on the EP, which ironically was written before we were even a band that was written before fallen. That was a good one too. That was a good one. I like that song. It, it turned out well, but lest, lest Westies, lest you think that this was an easy process it was not. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can hear the the pain and suffering in Tommy's voice. So so we're gonna we're gonna throw it all out on the table because we don't hide things here. You know what? We don't come on the podcast and start running our gums, you know, to hide our feelings. Now crescendo. I mean, maybe you guys would disagree, but. Crescendo was a pretty easy process, minus Denmark, which had some issues. It was a pretty easy process recording that. 100%. It was also so fun and new and different because COVID hit after we had finished the second song. And so there was kind of that newness of, I mean, at least for me. I mean, I, I realized Tommy lived in a dungeon already in Utah, but... You know, I have never recorded on my own at my home. I didn't have any of that equipment as we talked about in the last season, but it was kind of a new frontier for me. And I think for a lot of us piecing each song, you know, bit by bit as we'd lay something down and add on a new layer, then a new member would add their layer and so on and so forth. So it was to me, it was just this new experience. It was a lot of fun. It was invigorating. Obviously, it was our first album. So there was just this inherent momentum that was easy to deal with. And honestly, Denmark wasn't difficult for me personally, but it was fun watching from the sidelines. I'm glad you, and I'm glad you enjoyed the meltdown that was Denmark, but what came yeah. about it was completely worth it. Totally. Yeah. And, and you're right. It finished pretty smoothly as we kind of were creating our own pathway. And uh, my assumption is we all felt, yeah, we already have a good seating of songs. We'll add a couple more and we'll have another album. It'll be done like it by May. You're you're just so agreeable, Lance. But didn't happen. I mean, well, your parts did. Because seriously, people, if you don't know Lance, and you should, he's definitely the most genial, laid back member of the band. Making an album with Lance is like eating an egg. Oh, careful! It, it, it's never it's never bad. It's just never bad. All right. I don't know All if right. I don't know if the metaphor tracks, but you're literally. The easiest person probably I've ever worked with. I'll take that as a compliment because it's not always the case on the hockey rig. <laughs> Hockey's a different story, man. We're different <laughs> we're different men on the rink. <laughs> we won't talk about that here. Another episode. So the way my mind works and my work ethic and the way I go about things, I I don't think I'm overselling it. When I say it can be a little intense. So and I, you can't see on Skype. Lance is, of course, laughing because he's agreeing with me. Tommy is, of course, asleep on his couch. But so when I jump into music, I mean, it, it encompasses everything that I do. Now, granted, I have the privilege. I've been married for almost 21 years. Uh, my children are mostly all grown up or, you know, in their teens. I have the ability, you know, to spend a lot of time on music because I don't have to be there, you know, dealing with other stuff. So when I had the inspiration to keep writing, I dove in. Now, to be fair, in my defense, I texted all the guys in the band and I said, hey, this is happening. All this stuff is you know, vomiting out of my musical soul. There's more music coming. Do you guys want to keep going? You know, to throw down and keep recording and make another album. And all five members, let me remind you, you all said yes. 
<laughs> so everything to come is completely validated, you know, for me. It cannot be held against me in any court of law. All the contracts were extended. The, yes. yes. <laughs> so you, the contracts were there. But yeah, I, I got pretty intense jumping into this. And, you know, we had, you know, like I said, Lance, easiest guy to work with. Hey, Lance, you want to play? Okay. You know, Tommy, you know, he ended up getting engaged and started doing his thing. Dave, well, he got his wife pregnant. Kevin, he got his wife pregnant. Within the span of this recording, two West of House babies were born. <laughs> so, but knowing this in the recording process, now we're under a deadline. I know at some point I'm going to lose Dave and Kevin. And for Kevin, it's his first kid. Uh, Dave, it's his first, it was his first in a while. So they had a lot of responsibilities going on. Now, again, in my defense, they already agreed to record. But that said, you know, there were all these outside, you know, not stressors. What's the word I'm looking for? Outside events going on. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're important life, you know, seasons that they haven't experienced or ha- yeah, haven't and done it, in a while. And it's understandable. And, I mean, it did, I mean, in a way, shape how Drown the Wind was put together. Because Dave plays on... Dave only plays on four songs on the album. How many for Kevin? Kevin plays on five. And they only play on one song together. Do you know what that song is off the top of your head? Oh, my God. Come on. Who's going to get it first? Nope. Apropos. No. The answer was American. American. Kevin does a little outro solo, and Dave does these squeals with his trim bar, and it's pretty badass. But only one song on Drown the Wind has you know, the other two guitarists on it, which was a trip. And in a, in a whole other realm, there's two songs on the album that are basically pure power trio. Just the three of yeah, us, baby. Okay. So whoop, whoop. Tommy, what songs are the power trio songs? Mm. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I think, I, I think I've got two. We need to we need to commit him, Lance. I I don't think he's right in the head. Beautiful <laughs> distraction. All right, beautiful distraction. Interesting guess. No, no, beautiful distraction is wrong. Huh. That's wrong. Kevin played on beautiful distraction. Um, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> this is great content. You literally don't know what songs only the three of us played on. No. Can I guess? Okay, I'm I'm gonna move to Lance. Tommy, you've been voted off the island. Lance, go for it. I I don't think I'm a hundred percent, but I know Caddy Wampus is one. Caddy Wampus is one. That is a power trio song. Good job. Now, is where to begin? Spiders. Where to begin is wrong. Dang it! And Dave. then my last was gonna be apropos. Dave which is on that. Also... And apropos is wrong. That's Kevin. Dang! I knew Bobby played on it. But... Come on, man! I, I got one. Sunshine girl. Oh, I was sunshine girl. That. Well, but you didn't. But didn't. So shut didn't, up, Tommy. So. Shut up, Tommy. What's the other Tommy. one? I... <laughs> Jesus. What? We only have two, right? <laughs> and Sun- sunshine hence, girl and two. Hence why only this, two so- this album. I said only two songs are power trio songs. Oh, so there's uh, not three. You said three. No, I didn't say three. Oh, never mind. You can rewind you if three. you want. I said two. Oh. You said three. No, I did not. You're wrong. I feel like you said the three. No, I had two my... songs. The answers were Caddy Wampus and Sunshine, Sunshine Girl. No, Tommy Tommy and I are right. You did say three. No, I stand by it. But And anyone listening right now knows how right I am. I can't wait to go back on this. <laughs> you, okay. you go back. Anyways, we'll talk about that in episode two. In episode two, one of us will be right, one of us will be wrong, and they will owe the winner $40. No, take that. it back. Whiskey, whiskey. You owe me whiskey. Oh, you mean good whiskey. whiskey? Not like Fireball. <laughs> I want like Eagle, <laughs> Eagle Rare. You're not going to. Oh, that stuff is horrible. Now, okay. Hey, Tommy, which song on the album did you not play on? Did I not play on the first one? This is so easy, Tommy. There we <sighs> good go. job, Tommy. Dodge that. I mean, technically, none of us played on it. So, but that's all I'm going to say. We're going to talk about this next episode. So, yeah, going back, this process was harder. Uh, And I just kept going and going and going, and we were dealing with deadlines. 
And if you don't know me, I have an issue with deadlines. Lance, would you agree with that? Yeah, they're like personal issues. Yeah, it's deadlines. if you don't meet a deadline, I take it personally. You might as well just walk up and slap me in the face. I inherited that from my father. I don't know why. I don't know if it's good or bad. But man, if you miss a deadline, I'm probably, I'm like the guy in Billy Madison. I have a list of people to kill. <laughs> and then, you know, unless you apologize really nicely, then I will mark it off with lipstick. That's so creepy. Now, now who, who Lance would you say <laughs> gave me the most issues with deadlines? Just off the top of your head. Well, speaking of the power trio, I do believe the member is with, with us currently. Do you think he's here? Do you think he's here on this episode? It depends on what part of the he episode. But yes, currently currently he looks deflated on his couch, sprawled out like a starfish. You people can't Tell see me. this. He's Tommy is literally sitting on his couch, arms outstretched in Jesus Christ pose, <laughs> a green foam microphone shoved into his mouth. He looks like he just <laughs> ate a 96-ounce <laughs> steak dinner. Oh, that sounds good. The, the old, <laughs> what's the one for great outdoors that they eat? Oh, there my you gosh. Go. I'm going, I'm going yes. too far back. Anyways. What is that? 96 ouncer? Yeah, the old, like 90, old 96er. And so, so Tommy, do you, do you want to try to defend yourself? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. It was hesitation. I, I would say... <laughs> I would say the deadlines was what made this harder. Um, it's just—it's hard. It was hard. It's hard for me just to listen to a song three or four times and then have an amazing drum part to it. It seems like I need to listen to it a couple times, then I need to just throw down some tracks, and then I need to let it sit for a day or two, and then I can go back to it. And I didn't know that a whole lot about myself because I haven't recorded so much like this. Usually, you know, when you record, you're in a band and you've been playing for a year and you know the song left and right. And in this case, it's like, here, here's a, here's a song, go get it. And it just, if, if the inspiration wasn't there, it wasn't there. And I couldn't fake that. And that was, that was for me, the hardest part. So if I was not able to get a track done like I had thought because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to play or what I played was sucky. And then I just didn't have, you know, the inspiration to go sit down and put something together before the weekend when I was totally busy, then it just, you know, it just kind of compounded. So, um, now I know that about myself and, and it is, it is hard to just, here's, here's a song with, you know, maybe vocals, maybe not a bass, a scratch guitar or two. And now come up with a really bitchin' drum part. And sometimes that happens immediately, and and sometimes it doesn't. And on this particular album, it didn't happen immediately. Till the end, I think the last two songs came out pretty quick. And actually, Sunshine Girl, <laughs> when we get into that, uh, I'll talk about it more, but there's some stuff in there that I just threw into the song just because I didn't know what else to play, and I was going to come back and retrack it. And you, Eric, liked it. So um, I don't know. Maybe you were just oh, it's so good. Get it done, but I, I um, stand by my comment, and I've told you, I've told you already a hundred times. I think Sunshine Girl is your best drumming on the entire album. Well, that's awfully kind of you. It, it is pretty. There are some things on there that I've always wanted to do, but I've never been able to do in any song. And I guess we can get to that later. But um, it's just this particular album with the deadlines, and and it seems like. I was just struggling to get some, some inspiration on some songs. And, and then there were a couple songs that you had played with other drummers before. And I heard that and, and where you're weird with deadlines, I'm weird with, I don't want to play what he played. I want to play something else and it has to be better. And that's that makes sense. silly makes sense. in a way, but there were some songs where I had to, I had to do that. So there was just, just a, a mix of things. And then, then the deadline. And, and, you know, trying to get this out uh, within a year, which we did. And it, it's funny because it felt like there were some times when it were times were really, really, you know, pressure and maybe we're not going to get it ha done. And we actually got done with some time to spare, if I recall. We had, you know, 
We got it done we did. a couple weeks early. So given all that, Tommy, was it worth it? Oh, yeah. So you're saying that, that you absolve me of all the screaming and cursing that I did at yeah, you. Yeah, I don't take that personally. And you admit publicly in front of all our tens of listeners that it was worth it. Absolutely. And I, I don't remember what it was or, or which song it was that we finished when I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be a better album than Crescendo. And I think I threw that out to the group text one time. And, and oh, you're you like, did. It was, uh, oh, when was that? Do you I, it was in July. Yeah. So I think it was probably around, it was around where to begin or fall down. Because I was saying that after track three. And you guys were, someone told me I was stupid. I forget which one of you it was. But then after like where to begin, fall down, it all started kind of falling into place. And it fell into place fast at the end. Yeah. You turned in like three songs in three weeks. And we were like, oh, holy crap. One, we're going to do this. And two, this is seriously the best work we've ever done. Yeah, I think it was me who said you're crazy for saying better than Crescendo. <laughs> I, th- I think you're right. Because it, it was such a beautiful cover-to-cover piece of art, and I love it, and I still do. But I do agree that the, the musicianship, the song selection, the variety. Album 2 is hard to beat in terms of its quality. But, Tommy, I want, I want to respond to what you said, which is kind of deep, and I haven't thought of this before, but... You're kind of right in terms of historical recordings that I've done, which is not nearly as deep as probably you guys, but you know, you have played a song a bunch. And so you're really just going in that mindless track of, I've played this a ton. I polish up to make sure I'm tight, but it's not like the recording process is agonizing because you've already done that song, like maybe for a year, like you mentioned. Maybe there's a few that you haven't, but the fact that every single one of these were kind of created on the fly after a, a track of scratch stuff. It, it is interesting. And I think drumming, I don't know if it's just because you have so many damn drums and microphones, but the process of drum recording got to be potentially the most technical and making a decision because it is dynamic wise pretty all over the place. But I, like Eric said, you kind of kick some ass on this album you know, not at the time per se, because it was like, how come he hasn't recorded anything? He hasn't done anything. He promised it'd be this week. All of those emotions aside, you play that album and press play. There's some pretty intricate stuff you did, and it's pretty pleasurable to listen to. <laughs> so well, well done, my you. friend. Yeah, and, and it's hard. It, you know, it's easy to put a drum track down. I mean, if Eric hired me and said, here, I'm going to give you $50, give me a drum track, it would be a lot different. It would be done a lot quicker. And it probably wouldn't be as interesting, but it would fit. And so I wanted to do something that was more exciting and also fit. And sometimes that takes a lot of trial and error and a lot of recording and listening back. And that doesn't work. And then retracking and then piecing things together. But it just it just doesn't always happen as fast as I was expecting it to happen on every song. So, you know, let me let me interject here, and I want to read something from one of the reviews that are out for the album. Bonus shout-outs to the drummer Tommy Maris as well. He's not the kind of guy to simply sit and hit the 4-4, you feel me? This dude's an innovative machine back there on the throne, thundering out the beats that fuel the adventurous structures in these songs West of House create. And they wouldn't be the same without the man commanding the kit with full authority. <laughs> well, and with you that, can put I that on your tombstone, dude. <laughs> I've been playing for forty years or however long. It's finally it it's, it's happened, right? No. Well, that, that whoever wrote that, um, I forgot the guy's name, but that was that was pretty amazing. It's it's nice to have someone hear that, you know effort that I put into into it. You guys are used to it because you hear it all the time and and you have to deal with my nonsense trying to get there. So much nonsense. That's true. There's a lot. So much effing nonsense. As, as passionate as Eric <laughs> is about the songs that he's right, I'm the same way with the drum tracks for those songs. And You're just passionate longer it, and late. Yeah. 
<laughs> and wouldn't it be nice if we all lived in the same place and we could actually rehearse, you know, and just get it sit around no, and jam I, I, and write music? I think there would be fist fights. I don't know if that would be nice. Uh, it would be so different. If it's true. The, the distance There's, thing is really you know, difficult. I would love to, you know, have the Spider-Man multiverse and see what a drown the wind looks like if we're all in the same room. I think some parts may be better. I think some parts may be worse. Because there's something to be said for the ability to record remotely and spend that extra time and turn something in and be like, no, fix this. And just do it over and over. And then in the dead of the night, go into your studio and tweak little things. I don't want to say it's the natural way to record because I know Tommy, well, all three of us have recorded in studios, you know, the way you're supposed to. Supposed to in quotes. But there's something to be said about recording in this style with people in different states. It forces a different dynamic from a band than I think most bands are used to. And I think that's why on Drown the Wind, we we got used to it in Crescendo because it's all we knew. And in Drown the Wind, well, now we're experts at it. And we were able to just dive into it. And I think you can hear that. Yeah, I would like the production value too, I think goes through the roof because you are able to really tweak independently and listen to it as opposed to kind of just rehearsing together and creating together. And then you kind of get married maybe to a line for a guitarist or maybe even a drummer, but to be able to do something crazy and go, yeah, that's not going to work. But I did like that one piece. And then you just kind of keep creating like that, which I think production value wise, it did benefit us, especially in the second album. It was interesting. We kind of hit on it. The writing for this album, and i if you know me, you know that I'm a complete nerd and I keep spreadsheets of absolutely everything. You people should see, not that I'd ever give you access, but you should see our Google Drive. Literally thousands of files on there and all these spreadsheets that I'm pretty sure most of the guys never actually look at. I know Lance does because he brought it up once. I look at them. But I had all the songs for Drown the Wind, and I started the first Drown the Wind song on October 23rd, 2020. Tommy, what song was that? Want to guess? Because Lance is looking. Don't look at the notes. Turn your damn head. <laughs> it won't matter because the notes will have the old song name, and I won't remember what the old song name was. So what song do you think I wrote first? What song? Just guess. What song did you write first? Um, no idea. Lance, have you looked at the notes? Do you already know the answer to this? Of course I have, and yes, I do. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the Lance knows the answer is the first time, which is also, you know, fun fact, the only song to go through two other names before it became the first time. <laughs> Tommy, do you remember the first name of the first time? No. <laughs> Lance, what was it? I, I was just thinking about that. I don't know if I can remember. Do you remember the name of it before it became the first time? That's what I'm saying. Like I, There were two names. I know. I oh don't know if God. I can remember. I have such a bad memory. It's okay. These are my babies. So originally, the original demo was The Cleaner. Oh, yeah. Cleaner. The Cleaner. Right. And then it was Float forever. The song That's was Float. Right. I mean, and I God, still call float. it Float to people, and I don't know why. And then I think it was probably two weeks before the album came out, maybe three, that I changed it to the first oh, time. Oh, that's right. And that was that was written in one day on the 23rd of October, 2020. And then one week after that, I wrote Fall Down. See, and Fall Down, that name I remember for sure, but the double Fs. So my mind is really weird. And I remember Float being first time because that one changed pretty early comparatively to fall down that was a very late hour change so float first time that was the f connection what was yes. fall down before it was fall down clouds clouds that's right now ironically float the first song written the last song finished on drown the wind hmm. finished on july 30th 2021 it's kind of like the first album too what was the last song of the first song well, Fallen was the first recorded. Oh, yeah, the and, then, last we, one and then I went back and polished I, re, up. I redid the vocals two weeks before the album came out. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. call. You have a propensity to do that. Well, you know, I wasn't happy. And, 
you know, one good thing about Drown the Wind, because there's mistakes all over Crescendo. I'll never point them out, and hopefully no one will hear them. But on Drown the Wind, I was like, no, I don't like that. I'm going to re-record. I'm going to re-record. I'm going to re-record. And I think I ended up re-recording the vocals after, you know, mixing to three songs uh, out of the 11 where I just, I wasn't quite happy, so I went back and redid them because allergies were acting up, and I'm like, I can hear my nasalness. <laughs> and I'm glad yeah, I did. Yeah, you struggled with that. Yeah, you had a hard time. Anytime during, you do an album while. during the winter and the spring, oh, it's bad news. I've got allergies like crazy, and as a singer, it just kills me. Okay, Tommy, you got a chance to redeem yourself. What was the last song written for Drown the Wind? Uh, well, I don't know where to begin with that question. <laughs> uh, I, I see what you did there, and you are correct, my friend. Where to begin? You remember what it was called, though, initially, uh, Tommy? Lance literally said it in this episode already. No, that's true. I have. That's what I know it better. I honestly, when it says where to begin, like in these reviews, I'm like, God, I don't. What song is that? But it's our eight-legged oh, creature. Oh, spiders, huh? Spiders. Spiders. That's right. It's funny when I, I go back into my recording software and I see all my folders and half of them I don't know what they are, and I have to open them up and listen to it to remember. Oh, that used to be this. <laughs> Uh, it's so funny. That's just yep. that's that, that's kind of how I recorded like this this album was focus on one song, get her done, next song, and then just kind of forget the other one and don't listen to others. I was just like one song at a time, which I think kind of caused Eric some ulcers. So toward the end, I I did like and maybe that's why three came out pretty quick. I was I was doing scratch drums for like three at a time. Well, we kind of changed it up. I mean, at one point I said, you know, you know, just get on the drums and play. And then we'll we'll clean it up later. And you kind of went in there and you stopped thinking about it and you just started playing. And then we had the foundation of a song. And then as we moved on to songs, you were able to go back and like clean up some little things. But then the ideas were out there because, you know, and hopefully this comes across the right way. When you don't think, which is rarely anyways, <laughs> when you don't think, it's better. <laughs> because sometimes you think yourself out of a drum part. You overthink the part. But when you just yeah. play, it's amazing. Right. And and sometimes that just takes time just to work through it and play it a bunch of times. Well, just to figure out. You know, my friend, you don't have much time left. I'm getting old. <laughs> So we've got this album. We've recorded all this stuff. Now here, if you guys have ever created an album, you know the hardest part of the album creation process is. Tommy, what? I know where you're going with this. I think it's the second hardest part, but the name. The name. What? It, well, what's first? Track that's list. Oh. Oh, interesting. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to fight that. <laughs> That, I, I, I mean, you know what? For I think, us, I think that's he's true. right. I, I, you know what? I recant. I publicly and humbly apologize to the world. The track list is far harder and than the, the name. reason Good I call. say that is because yeah. my album title ideas are close to winning, and my album starting songs no, aren't even in the top half. So uh, that's, that's why it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Well said. It's like, hey, let's start the album off with this. All right, it's our new closer. Oh, damn. All right. I'm uh, out of this conversation. <laughs> but it's a great closer. It's great. It's great no it matter is. where you put it. But So now that you've listened to the album, were you wrong? I don't I don't know. It's I, I don't The answer is yes. Just say so yes. that might be a whole nother topic, but should we wait for the song for that yeah. argument discussion? We should. Okay, we'll yeah, wait. We'll be here we'll all wait. night otherwise. Because because we need to say we need to save some fights for the future. I only have so but, many shut up Tommy's in me. <laughs> Good. Are we getting close? But Tommy's right. It, Are we getting close to the end of that? No, that'll live <laughs> forever, brother. But I do think you're right. With this band, the song list order definitely has taken the most time. Yeah, that took more time than the name. For sure. I think we've come up with an ingenious way to make this title thing for an album go pretty fast. Personally, you know, and. It, it's let's segue into that. So shall we, we've already talked about this episode 
I'm a nerd. So what do we do? Create a spreadsheet. So what we yes. do, Westies, is we create a spreadsheet. And I give all the guys, you know, like four or five days. Give me all the names you want, you know, for a title. And we put them in a spreadsheet. And this, you know, this round, we had like a little background of them. And then everyone votes. And I think first round, how many votes did you get for first round? Was oh, it f- who? We had 12 three? songs. I think we had three. Yeah, 12 song titles. So we should we go over them? Yeah. Should yeah. we should we release these to the public? Yeah. So we had we had 12 song titles and I'll just kind of go down. We had Controlled Illusion. Illusion of Control. I see what you did there. Everything's not always what it seems. Our Scars and Our Dreams, which was also on Crescendo. That was one of those. We had Picture in My Mind. Man Behind the Curtain. Next up was Poems in the Dark. And then what happened was, I don't know, I got drunk early night and I watched Macbeth, which the movie 2015, Ray Fiennes, oh my God, so good. And so... I think the next five, no, the next four are all Macbeth. Can the devil speak true? That's still a badass name. Not for an album, but it's just, it's an awesome line. Uh, Absolutely. Nothing is, but what is not? We use that, but for the instrumental. Make thick my blood. There's so much wrong with that. I don't even want to get into it because this is a family (laughs) podcast. I don't think you're allowed to use the word thick for any title. And then drown the wind. Mm, that one may have won. And uh, Kevin threw this last minute, Magnitude of Dissonance, which was a great name, but it was yeah. so close to Crescendo of Silence. Crescendo is to magnitude and silence is to dissonance. It was basically the. It was like he looked at a thesaurus <laughs> for the names and just picked a thesaurus <laughs> magnitude of dissonance. Uh, so those were the 12. And then we went to the next top. I... I don't have the sheet in front of me. Okay, what um, what were the finalists? What made it? So Illusion of Control made it. And Picture in My Mind. Right. Behind the Curtain. Poems in the Dark. And, of course, Drown the Wind. And interestingly, Drown the Wind and Illusion of Control have an equal number of votes. So I remember that. I remember those those each got four, right? Yes. Yeah, because Dave wasn't voting. Dave was off being, I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> he was frolicking through the fields. So when I came up with Drown the Wind, like I said, that was from Macbeth. And it comes from a really cool passage in Macbeth, which because also being an English major and it's our podcast and I can, I'm going to read where it's from. I won't do it in an English accent because it would just be horrible. But this passage is wonderful. It goes... Besides this Duncan hath borne his faculty so meek, hath been so clear in his great office, that his virtues will plead like angels, trumpet-tongued against the deep damnation of his taking off, and pity, like a naked newborn babe striding the blast or heaven's cherubim, horsed upon the sightless couriers of the air, shall blow the horrid deed in every eye, that tears shall drown the wind. I'm sorry. If that doesn't move your soul, there's something wrong with you. (laughs) So if you don't know Macbeth, Macbeth is going through this inner turmoil. He's thinking on whether or not he should kill Duncan, who is the king, so he can take his crown. And his wife, is Lady Macbeth, is pushing him to do this. And so he goes through this soliloquy basically saying that Duncan is such a man of high character that he knows if he kills them that the very the pity will go out into the world and the tears of the people will drown the wind of that pity because everyone will just be, you know, torn to shreds if this happens. Bet you didn't know that, did you, Tommy? That's Shakespeare, man. That's Shakespeare. So I was leaning towards drown the wind. And, you know, it's tied four to four with Illusion of Control. Illusion of Control is great because the entire album, almost every song, has that uh, thematic idea of the illusion of control. Every single song on the album. Yeah, it fits really well with the theme. It, it, it did. But then Lance texts me 
in the dead of the night about drown the wind and i'll let him tell the story yeah and and obviously you being the lyricist Macbeth speaks and you shared a few clips like what you just read very powerful stuff and i i was telling tommy earlier that the word drown is super frightening to me and when we first did our round of voting i did not vote for drown the wind because it's so creepy like what a God, the worst way to die, I would think, is drowning. But I realized later the wind, the word wind just annihilated me and I was captivated and I was I was sold at that point. And then that's when I texted you. So wind captivated me and, and like Tommy where he lives now, I went to school in Flagstaff, Arizona and a lot of Native American influence. Those were some of my favorite classes of Native American religions. And so I knew there was this connection with wind for me. And then specifically, I just figured there's some interesting interpretations about what or who is doing the drowning. And that's when I just went down a rabbit hole and I started doing a little research and kind of digging in my brain. But from a native perspective, the the wind seems to be personified as a divine messenger, manipulates unseen energy. And I think that's an amazing experience to open the ears and have the voice of some higher being or some God out there um, emptying into it. Like that's what the wind is, the the spirit of of a God. I think that's pretty powerful. And then just this like view of the path of wind blowing through the landscape. And that just, that speaks to my soul pretty hard. And then to be even more specific, I think the Eskimo Inuit peoples, they had this air spirit and that term means wisdom and weather. Just kind of cool stuff. I, I It really spoke to me. And this last thing, although considered a kind and beneficial spirit, it strikes wrath against liars, beggars, and thieves in the form Ooh, of illnesses. I like and that. It's also blamed for bad weather and poor hunting. Oh, it's kind of like our music. Well, you know, part of that is. I, I don't know about I hunting. think if you played our music, it would seriously screw up your hunting. <laughs> So this was the last piece that just like really took over me is my mind then went in a different direction, or at least for us personally, that where we are in our own life or where we live in our communities or the culture that you associate with, blah, 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 like any of that stuff that we all kind of find our own um, place in life, that that is the drowning, I think. It's drowning the life-giving wind in our life. So So what is it? that's drowning that life-giving wind or spirit. Our life that is filled with a free choice, a will, we blind humans seem to continually choose things in life that drown this life-giving wind. I just, like, for me, that's that's where that title, there wasn't another option at that point. And I don't know if I swayed any votes out there, but I didn't want anything else. It had to be drown the wind. Hey, this is Eric, and that crazy sound tells you that we have broken this episode up into part one and part two because it was running a bit long. Both episodes are up, so you can listen to part two right now. We hope you've enjoyed the first part. In the second part, we're going to be talking about the artwork for Drown the Wind, and we have a great interview with Dev O'Reilly, who did the artwork for the album. And it's really cool. Lance talks to him, and there's a lot of insights that come out of that, so we really hope you'll join us. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode and for coming back for season two. We greatly appreciate it, and we'll see you in part two. Go check it out. Yeah, it'll be fun to break these down as we go through this this season because oh, there's be so much on here just to talk about, including Lance selling his soul for the baseline to, oh, hell, I forgot the name of it. Oh, God. <laughs> well, it's quite oh. impactful. Yeah, yeah, you really brought that one I home, didn't to, you? Okay, I gotta, okay we're going to go.
It's I'm called Fall yeah. Down. Fall Down. The song you're talking about is Fall yeah. Down. Including Lance. Used to be called I'm sure Clouds. selling his soul for the bass line to fall down. You know how you know how much more awesome that would have been if he just remembered the damn name. So, yeah, that would have felt a little more genuine. It was so insulting to you as an artist. We'll edit it. I mean, no, I'm I'm leave it in there. No, oh, we're editing. People that. should I'm know it's authentic. That, that you don't even know what you play on. Oh. Uh, 